Okay, friend, you've logged in your last day of homeschool for the year, and it is time for summer. But should our summer, should it be a free-for-all? Should I have kids hanging from the trees everywhere? Should I find popsicle sticks everywhere? Should the sprinkler be on when nobody is even in it? Or should I have them still prim and proper and be dressed by a certain time um, and all ready for the day and still doing full school days of work? Or maybe there's something in the middle, some type of balance. What should we aim for? And are there any lessons we should be doing over the summer? Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Some summers we enter into the summer break from homeschool and we are so over that homeschool year. But we also, we don't want to lose the ground that we've gained. We've been able to see some progress, the light switch kind of going on, the light bulb, whatever the, whatever that saying is for our kids, just things are clicking. We've gained some ground in just different areas and we feel like we really set up a routine and should we just let that all go or... What should we do? Should we still be doing some type of lessons with them? Because we don't want to lose that ground. Now, when I first began homeschooling, I followed the public school, not to a T. I didn't take off for teacher in-service days or do the half days that they did. <laughs> By the way, we are already doing half days. But I didn't do those holidays that didn't apply to us. I didn't need to take off for election day or something like that. But I followed their start date, their end date, and therefore their entire summer break schedule. It was all I knew. And then I started to see, hmm, maybe there's some flaws in the system. This is way back. I've seen many more since then. We've talked a little bit about this. But I started seeing some flaws in the system and I realized, you know what? I can make up the rules, quote unquote rules, for my own family. I don't have to follow what they're doing. And so the third summer that we were homeschooling, I started doing these three lessons with my kiddos. And at that time, they would have all been in elementary school. And I was so thankful that I set aside a little bit of time, whether it was daily or a couple days a week or weekly, but I was so thankful that I did that. And I'm going to tell you why for each of these three lessons, why I was glad and the results and the outcome of taking some time to do these three lessons that a homeschool mom should continue with their child through the summer break. Number one is going to receive possibly lots of groans. I would be very um, cautious of how you introduce this to your child. Make sure there's no like rotten eggs or tomatoes around. They probably won't even get that type of reference to, <laughs> to it. But just just watch how you introduce the fact we're going to continue math through the through the summer. Ah! Right now you're like, oh my goodness, my kid would freak out. Okay, here's the thing. We're not going to sit down and we're not going to introduce new lessons. This isn't going to be anything new. 
If they learned long division this past school year, we're just going to practice that. We're not going to start anything new. So therefore, the math lesson isn't anything that should take very long. What I started to do was the math that we did when my kiddos were in elementary school. In the very back, they had homework sections. I was like, why would I do these homework sections during the school year? They're already doing enough enough problems already in the daily uh, work. So why would I do, why would I give them homework as well? And I didn't give them homework during the school year. But then I, what I would do is when that homeschool year was done, I would not pitch that workbook yet. I would simply would go to the back. Sometimes I would tear out the pages. And every day they would do one or two sections, depending on maybe how much time that they had or maybe how they were doing or their attitude would maybe determine how much math they had to do. But it was maybe 10 problems. And it would just start back at the beginning. And so the very beginning lessons that they would do would be really quite easy because it was something that they did back in August or September of that year. Why did I have them do math? I found that over the summer when we followed the public school schedule, we would get done, I think it was early June, and they wouldn't start until after Labor Day. So they basically had all June, July, and August And they forgot everything. Well, not everything, but all of the little things. They forgot those. And it was very frustrating when we would start the homeschool year back up again. I'm like, you knew all your math facts. That is a huge thing in elementary school is if they can get their math facts, their addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, all the other math builds off of that. You can learn all the algebraic um, things to do. Can you tell that I'm really, really good at math? But they can figure out all of those things when it comes to algebra and geometry and even later elementary math, if they have those. So at the bare minimum, I would have them do things that would help just to solidify their basic knowledge. So math, I think I had them do it most days or at least Monday through Thursday. And the reason was that they wouldn't lose that ground that we had gained over that homeschool year. And what I found by doing that is that the math uh, book, the lessons that we would use When we would start back up with our new homeschool year, I found that we didn't even need to do those. We would probably most years just skip the first 20 because it was all review because my kiddo already had that all. We, for three months, we had done that super solid. They knew all of that stuff. So we could skip all of that and just start again with introducing new concepts and starting with new lessons. So that's why every day or at least a couple of times a week, just doing a simple review of math. Maybe your math doesn't have any type of extra homework or anything like that. Find worksheets just online, flashcards, just have them go through anything, especially if they can just solidify what they have done. There's a lot of free options out there, or maybe in the workbook, you didn't have them do every single problem. Well, go back and do some of those other other ones that they didn't do beforehand, or Maybe you did start and like me, you skipped the first 20 lessons. Have them go back and just slowly work on that. It could take them a month to get through all of those problems if it's a super intense math, kind of heavy with 30 problems on each one. Just have them do 10 problems each day. 30 problems in one lesson, well, then that would give them 10, 10, and 10, three days. The second lesson to continue through the summer months is reading. Again, let's not lose that ground. Let's not lose that excitement of learning, the love of learning. This is a time where they can even maybe do even more reading. If you have a kiddo who's not reading yet, that's okay. You can read to them. You can also, if this kiddo has older siblings, part of their required lessons or what they need to do each day is to read to their younger younger sibling for maybe just 10 to 15 minutes. My youngest was very much spoiled. 
I would read aloud to him every day. His sister would read aloud for about 15 minutes a day. And his brother would read out loud to him for 15 minutes a day. So he got a lot of, lot of time being read to. Also, by older siblings reading out loud, it gives them practice to reading out loud, which is an amazing skill that not everybody has. And it's really something that can benefit them later in life. But it's also something that comes with practice. And how much better is it to practice reading out loud to a small child who can't read than to suddenly be thrust into uh, a group somewhere and they ask you to read something out loud and you've never done it before? It'd be so much easier if you are, say, 10 years old and you're reading to your five-year-old brother or sister. That just kind of starts to take off the pressure and you become more used to it. But overall, reading. If all of your kids can read, let them read. Head to the library. Once a week, even if you want to, let them take out a huge stack of books if they want to. If they don't get to reading all the books, that's okay. Sometimes it's just the excitement of getting those books. But every single day, if you can, get them reading. Set a timer. You could do it at the same exact time. Everybody, maybe mid-morning or maybe right after lunch, after everybody's been outside or you've been to the pool and you had lunch, we're all coming home. We're going to just take a little bit of quiet time. Going to set a timer for 30 minutes and everybody has to find a place and we're all just going to read. If everybody's doing it, there's no other distractions. But it really sets up kids to not just view reading as something that I do during school, but it's something that I do all the time. And if they realize that they can read all the time, they're going to continue reading even beyond their formal educational years with you. So give them that gift of realizing how much fun reading is right now and don't stop when the official homeschool year is done. Continue reading through the summer. Oh, and sometimes libraries have like summer reading programs and challenges and kids could earn, I don't know, maybe a free ice cream cone at the local ice cream joint, or maybe they could earn, I remember ours had some pretty big prizes. And if for every book they read, they could put an entry in. I thought for sure one of my kids, one of these years would have earned the um, whatever game station, which was okay. I didn't want them to have that anyway, but I thought for sure they would win because they'd go in with, in a, in a, you know, two weeks have had read 30 books and these are like smaller chapter books, but just reading, just overall reading and check if your library has some type of program or some type of incentive works for your kid. That's okay. Go ahead and do that right now. Just the simple act of reading and finding books that they like will then get them away. You're not going to be bribing them when they're older that I promise you. Let's dive into number three. The third lesson to continue through the summer, even when your formal schooling is done for the year, is character building. And this isn't like become characters, actors, and actresses. Hey, that would be fun. But this is like character training. This is working on, and people are like, well, where do I start? Start with the fruit of the spirit. Start with love. Dive into, do a character building of about love, then peace and patience, kindness. Don't let the summer be one where everybody's just gone hog wild and we're fighting with this person and lying about that or stealing someone's candy or popsicle. Use those moments of character building. It doesn't even have to be anything formal. You could even, if you want it to be kind of a little bit formal, do something around the breakfast table, lunch table, dinner table when dad's home. Do something then where you're maybe reading a Bible story or reading a short story about character and just talking about it. It's something that doesn't have to be a formal set aside time. But again, it's just taking the time instead of saying, okay, we do that during morning time of homeschool, during our homeschool year. But now we're on break. We're, we're not going to worry about that kind of stuff. No, continue the character building, which you can very easily tie into, even if you don't have any type of formal 
I don't want to say curriculum, any type of formal books that talk about character building and character training. Just read Bible stories, and then you can simply talk about the character uh, of that. The stories of David, you know, and different things that he has done in the Bible, that really helps kids to then see, oh, well, that that wasn't really quite quite right. Maybe this is how things could have could have been done better. Get a kid's storybook Bible. It doesn't have to be anything formal that says character training, character building. Because oftentimes kids absorb these types of traits, uh, having honesty, perseverance. They learn those best when we do it in a more nonchalant kind of way. Or if you do something formal, remember those different things. And when topics and when scenarios and when uh, situations come up, where they could have displayed this or where they did display this, you can then verbally confirm what they have learned and you can see that it has been absorbed in their heart and they're living it out. Or you can see that it hasn't quite been absorbed in their heart and this is something that we need to work on. This right here, the character training and character building, is an entire lesson in Clarify Your Homeschool. It is something that I didn't really know about until I started homeschooling. And that I could be more intentional about building these different character traits. And there were ones that we went over and learned together. And I shared the resources that I used in Clarify Your Homeschool, the course. And it just wasn't something that I thought about and found a couple of resources and got to thinking about it. And by not stopping it because it's summer break has really would be able to see the see the fruit of the fruit of the spirit um, in my kids as the years went by. And it was 100% worth continuing throughout the summer, even on Christmas break, just all the time. And even now they're teens, we still sometimes throw in some of those character building, character training, and they're definitely conversational more than anything formal. Let's go over that again one more time real quick here. So the three lessons to continue during the summer even while you're on break from homeschool, is math. Keep it simple. Keep it to their grade level. Don't introduce anything new. Just let them review things. Let them solidify what they have done. Help them not to lose any of the ground, any of the progress that they have made during the school year. You'll you'll be so glad you did when you start back up on your new homeschool year. Number two was reading. I mean, the weather's nice out. Send them outside to read. Let them read hanging hanging upside down in a tree. That'll tie the tree in that I talked about earlier. Give them some popsicles and a book and send them outside. Maybe don't send them out with a library book and popsicles because that might not go very well. Or maybe send them out with popsicles and you bring the book outside and you guys do a read aloud. So that was number two is reading. Number three, don't stop the lessons of character building. Continue those. To be honest, I think the best approach would be something to do a slightly formal, not super heavy intense, just at dinner time, read a story together. And then as the days and the weeks and the months go through as the summer, you start pointing out different areas that they need to work on and reminding them of, you know, why are we diligently taking care of our yard right now? Why are we mowing it well? And being able to have those conversations with with your kiddos. So these are the three things that I found out by trial and error. And I want to set you up so that when you start your new homeschool year, you're feeling like, okay, we didn't lose that ground. And again, clarifyyourhomeschool.com. We can work you and I together on how does this look like in your exact home. In the meantime, go ahead and join the Facebook group. It's We're going to have fun over the summer over there too. 
any mom can go ahead and join, whether you're thinking about homeschooling or you've been homeschooling for a while and you're looking for a little bit of camaraderie, you're looking for some other moms to bounce some ideas off of and to interact with. So go ahead and join that. Links for the course, links to the Facebook group are all in the show notes below. But mama, I am excited that you are either have completed your homeschool year or you're working towards it. You have done an amazing job. Enjoy a little bit of summer break here, whether you are a family that does more year round homeschool and you take just two weeks off, or maybe you're a family that's going to take a couple of months off. I am excited about the memories that your family is going to make. And when you can sneak in this math, this reading and this character building, and you'll be good to go when the next school year starts. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.